0: Thank you for that. Let's go to First Thessalonians in chapter number 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4 uh, today. And uh, again, it's our anniversary Sunday, 51 years as a church. And uh, Brother Lester snuck in. He's back there. If you turn around and see purple shirt, he's one back there cooking. And uh, it's part of our church history as well. Uh, they, he's from Heritage Baptist. That uh, is a church plant out of Berean, uh, back with uh, Brother Lowe. And uh, and so we've had a big part there. And uh, so when the, uh, I guess, the, the mothership needed help, He replied. He came uh, and uh, helped us with the barbecue, and been working hard on that. Thank you so much uh, for it. And uh, but I've been thinking about uh, because it's anniversary Sunday, just about history and about our church. And uh, as we've had conversations over the last even around the barbecue grill uh, about uh, South Meridian and where that was, or we were talking earlier about uh, the, the property straight behind and how the church once owned all of that, and, uh, and I wish we did today and uh, were able to sell it. That would be a blessing, uh, but uh, we have a lot of history. And, uh, but uh, one of the, um, with anniversaries, I guess, uh, as you celebrate them, it doesn't matter if it's a wedding anniversary or if it's an anniversary of this, that, or the other, uh, sometimes the longer you go uh, in that, um, there's, there's a significance, right? So if, you, if it was a 50th wedding anniversary, that'd be something. Uh, because people don't stay together, married, like they used to. Uh, but, uh, but as years go by, uh, perhaps, I'm, I'm not very sentimental myself, uh, so I have a difficult time remembering, you know, uh, I remember when my anniversary is, or, uh, you know, the, the things like that with my wife and I, uh, but it's very difficult for me to keep all those things uh, in line for other people. Uh, I'm just not a sentimental type. So the longer the years go by, uh, perhaps whether it's your own anniversaries of whatever, uh, or if it's the anniversary of a church, uh, there's less, uh, less hoopla. Uh, there might be, uh, you might not think about it near as much, but 51 years uh, as a church is, is not something to uh, just smile at. That's, that's a blessing. Uh, and I'm thankful for this church, and uh, I'm the fifth pastor here, uh, and uh, of course, been 14 years now, I believe, uh, is how long we've been here, and I'm not sure who the longest tenured pastor was, probably Brother Jane, he was here for 16, 16 years, and uh, not sure about Brother uh, uh, Gerganius and Brother Simmons, uh, but, uh, but uh, chances are, if the Lord doesn't come back, I'll end up being the longest tenured uh, pastor uh, here uh, shortly, uh, and looking forward to all of that. But as I think about our theme, Refocus, and, uh, and we've, we have been preaching, I have been, uh, even this last week on Timothy, uh, how he endured hardness as a good soldier and uh, related that to the coronavirus and just the difficulties with all the uh, riots and whatnot. Uh, and uh, churches themselves, uh, there's examples of churches in the Bible uh, that we have to have be our go-to churches when it comes to examples and the churches of Thessalonica, Berea, Philippi, the churches of Macedonia are some of those churches. So I thought about, you know, what do we do going forward? And, and the short answer is we've got to keep doing some of the things that we've always done the same way. And but we also have to begin or start or keep doing things that we should have been that we've let slip over the course of time. Uh, now, as the years pass, uh, myself as a pastor, uh, I'm, I don't want to be more progressive or whatever. I'm conservative in, uh, in all those areas, uh, but, uh, but we get comfortable. Uh, we know uh, it was, it's been preached to us. I've preached it, uh, heard it. I've seen Facebook memes and whatever about it. Uh, it's on people, you know, it's not about, uh, it's about Jesus Uh, The answer to our problems today is uh, Jesus, uh, but we don't share uh, the story of Jesus, what Christ has done for us uh, with other people. And that is the biggest thing uh, as a local church. That's our job. That's our purpose. God has uh, commissioned the church uh, to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Uh, I'm thankful uh, that we have missionaries that go abroad, and, uh, and we have churches in our state that we support and other church plants across the country. And by the way, uh, begin to pray if you haven't already been. But in our state, uh, we're losing churches, uh, we're not gaining churches. And so we've had several that have just closed up, uh, and I don't think related to the coronavirus, uh, but uh, there's been some attrition uh, where we need to advance. We need more people uh, to come to this area and uh, plant uh, gospel preaching uh, churches uh, and it's just not happening. So what does that mean? That means the churches that are here uh, need to, need to pick, it, pick up the pace a little bit. Uh, they need to be more active, proactive uh, in their reaching people with the gospel because here's the deal, uh, church still works. Uh, a couple years ago, that was kind of uh, a theme uh, that I preached around, uh, as well as uh, was at a couple of churches that had that as their theme, uh, uh, as a uh, uh, their whole year. Uh, but church uh, works, and I so let's look in First Thessalonians in chapter number one, actually not chapter number four, and look at uh, this church of Thessalonica. Uh, some things about them before I give us our points. Remember, I'm going to be conscious of our time uh, as we go uh, through the message uh, to make sure that we get out there uh, when the food is hot. Amen. Uh, and uh, they, the church at Thessalonica um, worked uh, because of some very important things that God points out uh, through this letter of Paul to the church of Thessalonica. Uh, and from the beginning, Uh, this church was engaged in a a full program of work. Uh, Let's just read from chapter number one. Paul in Salvanus and Timotheus, unto the church of the Thessalonians, which is in God the Father and in the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be uh, unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing uh, your work of faith and labor of love, patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God uh, and our Father. Uh, So uh, I'm going to pray and ask God to bless the message uh, and we're going to look at uh, several things about how that church worked uh, as an example and how our church is supposed to work uh, to 55 years or 60 years or 75 years uh, if the Lord doesn't return. The Bible says the Lord will not tarry. And so we always say, if the Lord tarries, the Bible says the Lord will not tarry. Uh, but if, the Christ, if Christ does not return uh, and we're still laboring, we wonder what is, you know, what is our community gonna look like with everything going on? What's our state? What's our country? Who's gonna be president uh, in, in November and on and on? Uh, but it doesn't matter who's president in 2020. It doesn't matter who was 20 years ago. It doesn't matter 50 years from now if the Lord doesn't come back the church still needs to function uh, as the church did uh, in the scripture. Uh, And we are not necessarily supposed to uh, adapt. Uh, There are things that we adapt to, like we're adapting to uh, the coronavirus, uh, services, schedule times, all those different things. Uh, But as the world goes, we're not supposed to adapt uh, to the world and what everybody else uh, is doing, even as churches. So whenever we say, okay, what, what works? This worked. It worked then. Uh, it'll work now. Uh, and, the, and, and this is uh, the secret formula, if you will, uh, in the word of God. Our Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless this message this morning. Speak to our hearts, please. Uh, in Jesus' name, uh, amen. As I mentioned, they were a church that had a, a full program of work. They were evangelistic. Uh, they not only were busy trying to convert the lost uh, in their uh, community, Thessalonica, uh, but Paul describes them uh, as being the sounding board or sounding out the word uh, in all of Macedonia. In verse number 8, uh, For from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, uh, but also in every place your faith the God word is spread abroad. They were a benevolent church. Uh, We read about uh, their um, efforts uh, in the uh, raising of money for the church at Jerusalem. Uh, And even though they were in deep poverty, uh, the church at Jerusalem was worse off uh, than they were. And uh, they were benevolent uh, and included uh, in that great uh, collection uh, of the saints. Uh, Aristarchus and Secondus uh, were the messengers of the church in taking that collection. We read about that in Acts 20. Uh, in verse number four, uh, Paul characterized uh, this church of Thessalonica, their giving, as cheerful giving. Uh, and we read about that in 2 Corinthians uh, as well, in uh, chapter number eight, uh, their ready performance, uh, is what God called it, uh, was used as an example to encourage uh, the Corinthian church uh, in completing their purpose that they hadn't done uh, and, uh, in that same work. They edified uh, one another. We need more of that, by the way, more building up. It's really easy to tear people down. Uh, I mean, it just, you do it oftentimes and you don't even know you're doing it. Say, so how do you know that? Because you'll do it and then you go, I'm sorry. Uh, I shouldn't talk that way. I shouldn't have said that to you. Uh, and uh, we just don't think about it. We're just instantly, uh, we, go, uh, we go that direction. Uh, for me, uh, it's, it's almost uh, a uh, an epidemic <laughs> uh, uh, proportions. Uh, sarcasm is my superpower, uh, and uh, I yield it way too often, uh, and uh, eat my words, and uh, and I have to apologize way too much uh, because of that. So they built one another up. Uh, The attention of the church wasn't turned only outward, but inward in the sense that uh, they took care of one another. The elders perceived their responsibility to uh, watch over the saints. We read about that in chapter number five. Uh, Some were weak. Some uh, within that church were rebellious. Uh, However, everyone uh, received the attention that was needed because that was a church uh, that cared for and edified and built up one another. Uh, so they were workers; uh, they served, and they did. Uh, but not only were they workers, let's, they worked in conditions uh, that were uh, that were terrible. We've spent a lot of time on that, obviously, with uh, the news and everything's going on. Uh, but uh, and even recently, last week, uh, talked about uh, the conditions uh, that uh, we're to endure uh, that uh, are similar to in some ways, but in a lot of ways, way. Um, easier uh, than how those in the first century church had it. But the church at Thessalonica began uh, in the middle, in the throes of persecution. It wasn't that they were just popping along uh, and then persecution began and they were just used to doing what they did. Uh, They started, that church was established uh, right in the middle of it. The unbelieving Jews in Thessalonica were jealous, (coughs) excuse me, jealous <coughs> of water. I don't know what happened there, but my throat just gave out. <clears throat> bear with me for a second. It's, uh, I've, had, I've been smoking for oh, a uh, lot <laughs> 20 hours or so, so <clears throat> smoker's lung, uh, bear with me. Amen. I've been kidding with my wife with her scar there. I've been telling people she smokes her cigarettes through that hole in her neck. And then I'm the one that chokes on uh, on the smoke. Amen. Where was I? All right. Uh, They were jealous uh, of uh, the success of the preaching of the gospel. We read about that in Acts chapter number 17. Uh, Paul's newly made converts uh, were gracious hosts two people. Uh, they were mistreated. Uh, however, uh, persecution wasn't all that they faced. Uh, they had to overcome, as I've already mentioned, their deep poverty uh, and, uh, and God really blessed them. And much of what we or I preach about missions and missions giving or faith giving uh, comes from the examples given to us uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter number 8 uh, about these churches of Macedonia. And so they were workers. Their church was blessed and God used it because they were available. Uh, they were filled with faith and hope and, and, uh, and all the virtues that God would have them to be. Uh, and then as persecution was all around them, they continued to work, benevolent, giving, supporting, spreading the gospel. Uh, and, uh, and we can't help but look at that and make a connection with, to where we're at today, uh, you know, I can, uh, you know, we can look back at all the blessings that God has given us as a church and celebrate those. And there's a time for all of that, uh, but there's also a time where we forget the past and we press on that we are thankful for what God has done 51 years, but what do we do now? Uh, because because the, the, where we live, everywhere. I mean, it's a needy, we live in a needy area. This is uh, uh, what preachers often refer to as a graveyard for preachers. Uh, this is a dark place, the second most unchurched state uh, in the, the country next to Oregon. Uh, and, uh, and Oregon is a mess, Portland is a mess. Uh, 50 some straight days of all that nonsense uh, that's going on. Uh, and, uh, but what do they need? Do they need to vote in uh, a conservative governor or mayor or whatever? Maybe so, but that's not the answer. Uh, the answer is the gospel. Amen. The answer is reaching them the same way the people were reached in Thessalonica. And by the way, uh, in a culture that is, was way more um, you know, heathenistic, Uh, in in many respects, as that of uh, what we have today. They were workers. Their working conditions were terrible. But what made it work? What motivated them, those saints, to toil uh, and endure uh, in the middle of all that? I'm glad you asked. Number one, Uh, the church in Thessalonica worked uh, because they had faith, love, and hope. Look back again at verse number five uh, in our text. Uh, For the gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance as ye know what manner of men we were among you uh, for your sake. Uh, The spiritual virtues, the treasures that are listed in the first several verses of this passage of scripture um, uh, came because of the hearing of the word of God. The word of God was preached uh, and, uh, and they didn't do so with flattery. Uh, you read about in chapter number two what Paul, as he describes his ministry to them, uh, the gentleness and uh, the love and faith and just everything. He says, you knew, uh, you knew who I was and what we have done. Uh, and he brought that up. Uh, but it wasn't out of flattery. It wasn't out of covetousness. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't any of that. Uh, it was the word of God was preached with simplicity with sincerity, and with great sacrifice. That's what they did. So 52 years into our church or 60 years into our church, the way that our churches continue to be blessed and continue to work is if the word of God is preached. Now, I, of course, obviously mention as by way of illustrations and stuff, uh, analogies and whatever uh, things uh, that are going on in our country, we can't help but do that. Uh, with uh, with all the news that is out there uh, but if you come to Bream Baptist Church you're going to hear the word of God preached uh, and uh, and there's nothing fancy about it um, I've uh, for years have uh, have fought uh, not fought but just I've thought about we've got screens and things like uh, should I put um, you know bullet points up pass out notes Uh, put bullet points up, run through uh, a keynote presentation. Uh, We could put the words of uh, the Bible verses up on the screen and all those things. And uh, there's nothing wrong with all of that. Uh, But there's a part of me that's always been um, uh, given to the simplicity of things. Uh, the more extravagant, uh, you know, if I put notes in your hand, um, sure enough, uh, you'd be doodling, uh, making pictures of me like the kids do, uh, and uh, me preaching, and oftentimes they're spot on with, uh, with how I look, uh, and uh, uh, you'd be distracted. Uh, so it's simply the Word of God. Uh, well, uh, what about this, and what about that? No, the Bible needs to be preached, uh, so as a pastor of this church and going into uh, 15 years and 16 years or however many years God has me here, uh, if God has me here for 20 or 25 or whatever, uh, the Bible uh, will be preached uh, simply. Uh, and, uh, and I believe it. I believe that. How many of you believe the Bible? Say amen. amen. Uh, there, there's just something about Bible preaching. Uh, when you believe it, uh, the sincerity that comes, that's what God wants. Uh, and he told them, you didn't take this. Uh, as, uh, uh, you know, um, verse number five, our gospel came not to you in word only, but also in power and the Holy Ghost. Uh, They didn't take it as from a man. We'll read about that here in a second. Uh, They took it from God and at great sacrifice. Number two, the Thessalonians received the gospel as the authoritative message of heaven. Look in chapter number two and verse number 13. Bible says, for this cause also thank we God without ceasing because when ye received the word of God which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth the word of God which effectually worketh also in you that believe. Um, this church in Thessalonica was open to uh, the truth. Uh, they were not only open to the truth, they were molded by the power of the gospel, the power of the truth. The church uh, would go to work and serve and, and spread the gospel in the regions beyond them uh, because uh, their pulpits weren't just a sounding um, for the word of God uh, in the words of men. Uh, it was truth. It was sincere. Uh, and, uh, and that's just how they believed it. Now, in verse number 13, as, as we read that a second ago, uh, I, all the time, uh, as a pastor, remind you as a church that I am uh, just a man. Um, and, uh, but here's where you, there's a fine line, uh, and uh, please stay with me. Um, when, I, when I preach the Bible, I preach the Word of God. Uh, it's authoritative. Uh, it's the truth. Uh, it is absolute. And God will bless the preaching of it uh, despite me uh, and all of my faults and failures and whatnot. Uh, and, uh, and will bless it as the word of God is given. The Bible says that it won't return unto him uh, void. Uh, but uh, as I as but I'm still a man. Uh, the Bible says that you're to just like them, you receive the word of God, not as it's been received from men, but as from God. One of the biggest things that will hurt your life as a Christian, uh, and again, you should always, there's no preacher, not me, any preacher you ever sit underneath uh, that is uh, without error, uh, that has you know, everything, all their you know, ducks in a row, uh, you'll never find a perfect church, you'll never find a perfect pastor. But somehow in your mind and in your heart, when the word of God is preached, you need to separate um, what you're hearing from who you're hearing it from. Are you following me? So it's not the, the words of men, uh, but it's the words of God. Uh, and if you somehow, you reconcile that in your mind, uh, you'll be able to listen to sermons uh, from me or whoever uh, from the truth of God's word, even if there are, um, you know, you don't, you don't necessarily like a person. I've had people, you know, uh, in the past say, you know what, uh, you know, I don't even know why I come here. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't like your preaching, uh, I don't like the singing or whatever, And you know, but God just wants me here or whatever, then that's, that's their takeaway. Uh, but, uh, but there have been people uh, who have told me that they don't really like me, but they like what I have to say. And I'm okay with that uh, because what we preach from the Word of God uh, can be separated uh, from, you know, who is preaching it. Uh, it's the message, not always the message. It's important. Uh, having a testimony and all those things, all those things are important, but the Thessalonian church received the gospel as an authoritative message from heaven, uh, and that is how churches will be blessed going forward. That's how our church. So if I'm preaching, or if uh, if uh, Brother Wacast will be preaching soon, or if we have a missionary, when the word of God is preached, you always remember that's the word of God, uh, and you let it, sink in, soak in, uh, you think about it, you meditate upon it, uh, and, uh, and you, if you do that, if we do that as a church, God will bless our church. Number three, uh, the church at Thessalonica worked because they had an example uh, to follow. Verse number six of chapter number one, and ye became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy in the Holy Ghost. Uh, Silas and Timothy had demonstrated uh, uh, an acceptable zeal uh, for the gospel. Uh, They worked tirelessly. Uh, They loved the brethren unselfishly. Uh, They warned the brethren tenderly. Uh, And uh, I believe churches today are getting cold uh, and cold uh, and colder uh, because um, uh, there's no elders, deacons, whatever, preachers willing to do what it takes uh, to set the proper example. And that's what we need. And it's not just me as your pastor, uh, it's you too, uh, living for the Lord uh, in each and every day. Uh, and uh, this afternoon, I'll talk a little bit more about uh, our purpose, uh, because this is what we've done during coronavirus, uh, We've, uh, uh, or not just that, any other time. Uh, we focus on our problems and not our purpose. Uh, what, we, what we tend to do is we look at our vocation uh, as our purpose, and that's not necessarily our purpose. Uh, it's what God has us to do to make money or whatever, uh, but God has a purpose for every Christian. Uh, and, uh, and we forget about it uh, when uh, the world falls apart, but that's what we need to focus back on uh, individually and as uh, a church. Uh, they warned each other. They preached the. Uh, and I realized that the church, the flock, the, will not go uh, where the shepherds will not lead. Uh, and that's probably one of the biggest convicting thoughts for me as a pastor of a church, uh, that, that, that truth. Uh, and so I know that our church is not winning as many people to Christ as we should. Uh, and primarily because I'm not the greatest example uh, uh, that I should be. Um, I'm supposed to lead uh, and go and, and by God's grace, uh, I'll be better and do better uh, going forward in uh, and, uh, and the area of uh, uh, being an example in gospel uh, spreading, not just gospel preaching. Number four, Thessalonica worked because their lives were transformed by repentance. Look at verse number nine in chapter number one. For they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had unto you and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living uh, and the true God. Paul says that they turn to God from idols. Uh, Repentance is obviously necessary I believe in salvation but it's also one of the fruits of the gospel uh, beyond salvation and it's going to help us to uh, to change our life and to change our priorities we refocus in 2020 uh, starting out the year uh, looking at how we've lived and how we can make changes and uh, and and make sure our priorities are on track Uh, and then the wheels came off Uh, in February and March and uh, and 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 then we put it all on hold, and we get into survival mode. Uh, we just need to get through. I was thinking about that last night. We were working on the uh, on the, the meal and uh, and uh, all that kind of stuff. It's getting late this morning. I was just dragging. The sun came out uh, and it was making me tired. Uh, and I just thought I just got to I got to make it till three p.m. Yeah. I just got to survive uh, to three o'clock in the afternoon, uh, and uh, and then I and we do that. We, we, we get in a survival mode, uh, and then we forget uh, about uh, important things. Uh, so as persecution hit them, uh, they, they still uh, were separated for God. They still lived for Him. Uh, they changed. Uh, and, uh, and we're, as a church, we are not going to go forward uh, in... This state, in this country, in the future, uh, with all that's going on, if we don't repent, uh, if we don't have the right spirit and right attitude towards God and the things of God against sin uh, and standing against what we've always stood against and being for it, politically correct or not politically correct, uh, we are supposed to stand for what the word of God says. The Thessalonican church was transformed by repentance. And then lastly, Thessalonica worked, Uh, the church there worked because they had a heavenly goal. Look at verse number 10. And to wait for His Son from heaven, whom He raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. Their toil, uh, their suffering, uh, their sacrifice, uh, their their deep sacrifice from their deep poverty, uh, both in their uh, giving to those offerings but also the Bible says that they gave themselves. Uh, they did all of that uh, because they had a view that looks toward glory, uh, towards heaven, towards uh, waiting for His Son. Uh, as it said in verse number 10, uh, I believe that we would do well uh, today to, uh, to um, hold all of our possessions, uh, all of our plans, uh, all of our concerns, worries. We talked about this last week. Uh, and hold them up uh, to uh, the light of heaven uh, and get a really good look at, at the way things truly are. Um, and if you don't have a mind for heaven and an eye on heaven, your perspective, your, uh, your uh, you know, vision towards heavenly things, uh, and your focus is on the here and now, what's going on, um, you're going to be discouraged. You're going to be depressed. If you don't really believe uh, that uh, you're to be laying up treasures in heaven or that heaven is a place that you're going to go and uh, and live and be forever and uh, that everything here is temporal uh if uh if you don't really believe that you're going be you're going to be a miserable wreck uh, each and every day um, and And part of why or part of how I cope uh, with uh, you know all the ups and downs every day forward and then backwards everything in the news uh, is that it's just it's just temporary. Uh, and I'm not talking about the virus is going to go away. That's being you to know everything's temporary. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I was, I'm his workmanship created in Christ Jesus uh, before the world began. Uh, and uh, and uh, I'm going to heaven and I know that. And so I've got to live. Uh, I used the, uh, uh, I said last week, I said this, that if we believe in the science, coronavirus. Uh, that we can't, we can't behave contrary to the science. Uh, and uh, and we, if we believe in this book, in heaven, then we can't behave contrary to that belief. Our belief drives our behavior. So why should I be wringing my hands every day about what's going to happen in my life uh, when I have the answer in God's Word? I believe it to be true. I believe that heaven is real, uh, that God has a place prepared for me, that He's coming back. Uh, I, I believe all that the Word of God says about heaven, and uh, I'm looking forward to that time of, of, uh, of my tears being wiped away and, and uh, having a glorified body and all the, all the promises, and I believe that's going to happen. And so if I believe it to be true, uh, then this world absolutely 100% is temporary. Uh, so... Will our congregation, will our church, Brean Baptist Church, be a working church? What does that look like? Should we have, uh, uh, should we have church like the church across town? Uh, is there a church somewhere in the country that uh, that uh, is a, a beacon and example of uh, of uh, of how to do things? Um, yeah, maybe there are things that we can glean from other ministries, uh, but if we're not doing what they did in this book. Uh, We're making a huge mistake. So I'm thankful for the 51 years. I'm thankful that uh, God allows me to pastor this church. I'm thankful that God allows me to be in the ministry uh, for that matter. Uh, But my goal uh, as your pastor uh, is to go forward with the principles uh, of churches like this in the Bible. So if you come to me and say, Pastor, why you know why don't we? I saw this one church and they're on the cutting edge, uh, and they uh, they do this, and uh, and uh, and I'll listen, uh, and there might be something. I mean, I'm I'm not against you know I got we have screens and you're sitting in a comfortable seat, whatever, and uh, I'm I'm fine with all those things. But if if we do those things at the the detriment of this, that's not a good place to be. So if you've been around here for any length of time, I see the Burrises aren't here. Brother Burris has been here for a long time, and he's been with every pastor that's been here. And one of the things that Brother Burris thanks me for on a regular basis is is for not changing, for doing these things that we've always done, and doing them God's way. I'm not saying be you know um, you know ridiculous and. Uh, be a prude or whatever, all that kind of stuff, or, or not uh, embrace 2020 and where we're at. But I'm saying this is where we need to be as a church. It worked for them, and God blessed. It worked for them in a very difficult time that was way worse than the time that we live in. And it worked for them. Uh, and, uh, and so if I've got to find a, a true and tried pattern, uh, I'm going to find it here. Uh, in a church of Thessalonica, or the church at Philippi, or Berea, or Berea obviously the namesake uh, for our church at Berean Baptist Church. Uh, and that should be the goal, not of just me as your pastor, but of everyone here. So church, uh, that's what makes a church work. It's not, uh, it's not technology, it's not any of those things, but the Word of God being preached, men and women, children, everyone, preaching the gospel, having faith and hope and patience, laboring, serving, doing, uh, and, uh, and doing the best we can, living a life of repentance towards God, uh, being, being uh, conformed to His image and living today and then tomorrow and then the next day, uh, realizing uh, that we are here uh, at, for a short time and we're going to be spending an eternity uh, with our Savior. And so my challenge to you today uh, is to, to promise the Lord Uh, that you'll always look back at these examples uh, as the best examples going forward. Uh, Now, uh, I've said not too long ago in another message about the Macedonian churches, these churches are no longer in existence. Um, These churches were around a long time ago. Uh, But just because they're not in existence (laughs) doesn't mean they weren't successful. Um, these are the churches the pattern after. Uh, Not today's churches, although there are examples, there are things to glean. Please don't misunderstand me, but we've got to go back to this book. Let's all stand uh, with our heads bowed uh, and our eyes closed this morning.